Thank you for joining our broadcast at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to citylifechurch.cc to find the giving option that works best for you. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy today's message. 2 Kings chapter 4, reading in verse 8. So it now happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem. And there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat. And she said to her husband, look now, I perceive this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and he laid down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shumanite woman. And when he had called for her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now, look, you've been concerned with all of this care for us. What can we do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. So he said, what can be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son and her husband is old. So he said, call for her. And when he had called for her, she stood in the doorway. She stood in the doorway. And then he said, about this time next year, you will embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come of which Elisha had told her. We've talked in the last several weeks about being vertically connected so that we might have a horizontal impact. Anytime you're connected to God, it gives you, the Bible says, power with men. When you are connected to the heavens, it gives you power on earth. And we find that all through the word of God, God uses the power of partnership. In the book of Genesis, God created man. And he knew that man needed woman to fulfill his purpose. So God created Adam and out of Adam, he created Eve. Not to reign one behind the other, but to reign side by side in a garden. And the Bible said he had Adam and Eve. And then before long, we find there was Abraham and Sarah. And they would be father and mother to a generation of faith. And then we find that Moses had Aaron and eventually Joshua would lead people into promise. Samuel found a young boy named David in a field watching sheep. And he anointed him to become king. David would need Jonathan as a covenant partner to fulfill his kingdom assignment. We find that Elijah would find Elisha who we talked about today. Samson would have Delilah. You got to watch who you partner with. The wrong partnership will either propel you or derail you. Because Delilah, after Samson connected her, caused Samson to be bald, blind, and weak. Bald, blind, and weak. And the Bible says that eventually Samson connected to a lad. 
And the lad would lead Samson to the pillars of a temple. And the Bible said through his death, Samson would be greater than in his life. You have to watch who you connect to. If you connect to the wrong people and you partner with the wrong people, they will derail the purpose of your life. But if you connect to the right people, we find that anything might happen. The Bible says that Jesus found three, Peter, James, and John, and they became his boys. They were the three amigos. And after that, he found 12. And before long, he had seven. And that 70 turned the world upside down. From the beginning of the word of God, he established the power of partnership. He said, if you are connected with me and you find yourself connected to the right people, supernatural things can happen. And when you realize that God wants to connect you to the right people, why? Because you serve the right God. And he wants to connect you in the right place at the right time so that you can walk out your God-given purpose and destiny. You need people in your life. How many of you know there are no lone rangers in the kingdom? Even a lone ranger had to have Tonto. Look at your neighbor and say, will you be my Tonto? If they said yes, say yes, Kimosabi. Batman needed Robin. Superman needed Lois Lane. And he could fly. Everybody needs somebody in their life. You will never walk out your kingdom assignment by yourself. It's not God's purpose. It's not God's plan. And it's not the way the kingdom operates. Jesus, the son of God that had all power in heaven and in earth, he could have come and he could have just established his kingdom, but he wanted to lay an example for you and I. So he found 12 men and they turned the world upside down. There's some things that God does in our partnership. We find that in partnership, something is established in our life. That the enemy cannot break because the Bible says in Ecclesiastes that a three cord fold cannot easily be broken. He said two are greater than one. And if one can put a thousand to fly, two can put 10,000 to fly. One of the things that happens in our partnership, we increase our effectiveness. We increase our effectiveness. You have more influence and you are more effective when the right people are in your life. When God puts the right people in your life, you have much more influence and you are much more effective. Not only are we more effective, we multiply our impact. Our impact is greater because synergy takes place. Synergy comes from a Greek word where it simply means that the whole is greater than the individual. The whole is greater than the one. And when you realize that God has called us to walk as a force in the earth and we multiply our impact when we partner together and then ultimately we begin to share the load. I am telling you, it's much easier when you have people around you to walk out your kingdom assignment. I was thinking on the way um, over here from East Lake Campus, I was videoing and I shot a little video and I threw it on Instagram because I was so grateful that I had men in the car with me that helped me get to my next leg of my assignment. I didn't have to quit preaching, run and jump in a car and drive myself, but I had men waiting in a vehicle and they drove me to my next assignment. Why? Because I understand that when the right people are around me, I can accomplish the gift of God that is within me. And if you will get the right people in your life and you will allow God to align you with the right people, I'm telling you, you would be amazed at what God will do through you because what you're doing is say I need someone and you become vulnerable in that place you say pastor I tried that one time and those people hurt me I tried that one time and they wounded me I tried that and they let me down sometimes you just need the gift of forget 
You just need to get over it. You need to look back because we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all make poor choices. We have all done things that have wounded others and let other people down. And I know that I have done things that has even offended God at times because I'm human. But I realize I have been forgiven and I have been released. I can look back at where I've been and I can release those that hurt me and I can begin to trust and partner again. We find in the word of God that this passage is so powerful. God is moving and he is connected with his people and the Bible says as God moves in and connects with them through the prophet something happens they realize that God is doing something in this moment she looked at her husband we talked about it said I perceive perception that I of the spirit when you see beyond the now when you see behind your crazy circumstance when you see beyond the battle and beyond the stuff and beyond the last season beyond the hurt, beyond the disappointment, and you allow God to show you glimpses of a future that are greater than the now. She said, I perceive this as a holy man of God. God is doing something here. And then she says something. She says, let us build. Let us build an upper room. Let us furnish the upper room. Let's put a bed, a table, a lampstand in there. Let us, let us. Here's what she was saying. God has given me a vision. He has stirred in my spirit that something greater is in our future. But my gifting alone will never accomplish it. What I see will never accomplish it by myself. I need you. You know, our ministry is the greatest when me and Pastor Casey are on the same page. I mean, it's, I have strength and she has strengths, but we are at our greatest strength when we are on the same page. There's been seasons we have not been on the same page. We've been busy. She's running, I'm running, she's here, I'm here. And you know, we just get going and we become busy. But I'll tell you, some of the greatest times where we've discovered God's plan for our life is over a breakfast at Kiki's. Now she likes Kiki's and I like the hole in the wall. I like the place you go where you smell like diner the rest of the day. I like the coffee, you know, that's like sludge. But when we we are on the same page and God allows a collaborative vision to work through us and become one, we're at our greatest strength. We're at our greatest strength. Why? Because her strengths and my strengths come together and my weaknesses are made strong. I mean, we're really opposite. But when you put us together, what happens is my strengths complement her weaknesses and her strengths complement my weaknesses and we become one and God begins to work through us. And that's the way the word of God is. He puts us together and he partners us together together so that together we become one body and we begin to function and and, and you see that in this she looks at him and says I have a dream I want to build a room and I see it I see all the furnishings I see the lamp I see the bed I see the chair I see it done but I need your gifts to make it work first of all because he was the spiritual authority of that house and she knew that she had to work in the spiritual authority and the framework of that house God never operates out of spiritual authority and the framework that he has established but secondly she knew I believe that he had the abilities to build and and when we built this building I'm telling you when we built this building we bought this grocery store and I went to a builder and I went to an architect and this entire building was pretty much drawn on paper God allowed me to see I I drew the sanctuary almost everything you see was already drawn on a scratch piece of paper I took it to an architect and he drew plans and after he began to draw the plans 
Pastor Casey came and said, you know, we can move the coffee shop here. We can add these colors. We can put this carpet down because she loves to decorate. And sometimes she picks out colors when she's picking them. I think, I don't know how that's going to look. But then it all comes together and it looks good. I don't know how this color is going to look, but when it comes together with all the colors, why? That's a gifting she has. And when my gifting came together with her gifting, now we have this old grocery store that's become a house of worship. Now watch what happens is God begins to take old things and begins to renew them because giftings begin to come together and God begin to use this place. And thousands and thousands of people have come to this old grocery store, but it always wasn't like this. When we got the building, there were lines where all the aisles were. I'm standing right here in the seafood area. Our offices is where the liquor store was. The whole place looked different, but I want you to understand when giftings come together, anything is possible through the power of partnership. And some of the things in your life that you are not accomplishing, it may be because God has not put the right person in your life, or he may have put the right person in your life, and you've not allowed their gifting to bring strength to your life. But when you look at them and say, I need you in my life, I need your gifts in my life, I need what you have in my life to get to the next level, I need what God is doing in you to be a part of my life, but I need your help to build it. Let us build, let us come together, let us rise up. And this is what happens. They begin to build. They begin to furnish. They begin to come together with their giftings. And the Bible said the man of God moved into the house and he begins to dwell in the house. And the longer he is there, the more the house begins to change. And the Bible said he called for her And when he called for her, he asked her a question. Here was the question. Can we talk to someone on your behalf and move you to a better place across town? Can we speak to the king or the commander of the army? And she made a statement. She said, I dwell among my own people. These are my folks right here. I have partnered with these people and I am believing for a greater day with these people. We're believing that God's going to show up at this house, at this place, in this season, at this hour. We're not moving. We have locked arms together and we are not giving up till God moves. We have prayed over these kids and God's bringing them back home. We have prayed and believed and God's bringing breakthrough to this house. We believe that he's about to turn our finances around. God's about to show up right here. This is our place. This is where we hang our head. We're not moving. And the Bible said he called for her again. And this is what happens after he asked the servant, what can we do for her? And this is what the servant said. Actually, her husband is really old. She's not too young, but her husband is really old and they have no children. This is what he was saying. This house is good. This is a great time visiting with them, but this is all it will ever be. There is no future. There are no children to live out a tomorrow. And the Bible said he called for her. And when he called for her, the Bible says she stood in a doorway. It wasn't just any doorway. It was a doorway that did not exist in the last season. It wasn't a doorway to a closet or a bathroom or the kitchen. It was a doorway connected to an upper room that was built through a perception of what God was doing. It was built through a partnership with her husband where she said, let us build. It was 
was a doorway that was connected to a place that did not exist. And the minute they stepped into it, here was the word. This time next year, you're going to have a son. What he was saying was, everything's about to change. Because anybody that's ever had a baby, you know that babies change everything. Babies turn the house upside down. What he was saying was this. This house is about to be turned upside down. This old house is about to have new life. Get ready. And she staggered her. She said, please do not lie to me. Do you realize every time I look in the mirror and I see the wrinkles on this face, I'm reminded that it's impossible. He said, oh yeah, but what's impossible in the natural is always possible with God. You've just stepped into a doorway of a next season. You've just stepped into a doorway of a breakthrough and a prophetic tomorrow, but it just didn't happen. Here's how it happened. Coming together and saying, let's build, let's rise up because two are greater than one. And if one can put a thousand to fly, two can put 10,000 to fly. We are always stronger together. Come on, give him praise this afternoon. I read a story about the 2008 Olympics in Beijing, China. And the women's relay group was so strong that before they ever went to Beijing, they had already awarded them the gold medal. Every link in every segment had world-setting runners on the female team. They went to Beijing And in the Beijing Olympics, they were there and they were almost already awarded the gold medal before they ever ran the race. And they got to the race, the gun sounded, and they took off. And on the last leg, in the handoff, the baton was dropped. And a noise that only the runner would hear, it was devastating, the dropping of the baton. It was such a big moment that it got in the head of the men's team. And in the next race, they dropped the baton. The U.S. Olympic Committee was so overwhelmed by this, they brought specialists in and did a study on handing off the baton. Because they knew it did not matter how gifted the individual runner was, if there was not a partnership with the next runner, the race would be lost every time. So for four years, they studied the handoff. They trained to run, but they worked on the handoff. They studied and they worked on the handoff. They prepared and they worked on the handoff. And they went to the 2012 Olympics in London. And the women's team was still intact. And they said their feet are blazing and they are ready to run. And not only did they run this time, but they handed the baton to the next runner almost like seal. And they won the race and they set a world record that is still there today. Here's the, here, here's the emphasis of this story. Each of them were gifted, but they were only as gifted as the one they were connected to in the next leg. And you may be gifted today, but unless you are connected to the right people, you will not win the battle. You will not win the race. You will not be who God has called you to be. But when you look at those around you and you declare, I need your gifts in my life because your gifts complete me. Your gifts help me build for the next season. I am telling you what is happening is God is building a door way to a tomorrow that you will never get to by yourself. When me and Pastor Casey went to Naples, Florida, 
It wasn't always like this where thousands of people come on a Sunday. We didn't always have four services. We weren't always in this facility or our East Lake campus. Well, 15 years ago, we went to Naples, Florida to a little bitty building that someone gave us. I, I remember that first Wednesday night. We were in Naples and four people showed up and we'd only been married about six months and she was there because she had to be there. She was my wife. <laughs> and we had one other older couple. Now, if they never came to church again, they were going to heaven. Stanley and Yvonne Dykes. Faithful, faithful people, but I'm telling you, they could never come back to church and they were good, you know. They had been in church so much. And they showed up and I, I remember feeling so defeated. What are we doing? My new wife's gonna starve. We had just turned down a job in Columbus, Ohio with a large, large mega church. And we were there at this church. I thought, what are we doing? I have messed up. I have missed it. And I remember we were given this building. And it wasn't at that time a great, beautiful building. Matter of fact, if you sat on the left side, you got baptized when it rained. But we had microphones and chairs and a parking lot and classrooms. We just didn't have people yet. We just had a small group. And I remember we were leaving. And that Wednesday night, as I was leaving, feeling defeated, thinking, we, we don't need to have Wednesday night Bible study. We're just barely making it for church. As I was leaving, I thought, you know, God, you gave us this building and you sent us to this city. And I remember grabbing a bottle of oil. It wasn't always like this. It wasn't always thousands of people on a Sunday morning. But I remember that night, a young couple, young in ministry, newly married I grabbed a bottle of oil and I grabbed that small handful of people and I said you know God gave us this building and if he gave us microphones singers are on the way if he gave us instrument musicians are on the way if he gave us seats there's a seat for every seat if he gave us a parking lot cars not just any cars but nice cars and we'll take old cars too if he gave us these rooms, children are going to be in these rooms. If he gave us the nursery, babies are going to be. And I remember we took that bottle of oil. And me and Pastor Casey, we went and we started anointing every room, every microphone, every seat. We anointed the altars. We anointed the pulpit. And we said, God, if you send us here, the right people are waiting to come. And Father, we declare they are being released because to do what you have called us to do, we need them in our life. And we begin to pray. And I'm telling you, it was like the floodgates begin to open at that little church. And hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people begin to come to a church in Naples, Florida. I'm going to tell you this together. I need Pastor Casey to accomplish the job that God has called me to do. Why? Because I have some vision and she has some vision, but together we have great vision. Together we complete one another. We walk in God's assignment together. I'm telling you, we've been in seasons where we were both busy and going the opposite direction and things begin to frazzle and rattle, but I'm telling you, there's nothing Thing like when we sit down at Kiki's for breakfast and we begin to talk about what God is going to do. And right there at Kiki's, God shows up. And then we come and we share it with the rest of the staff. Why? Because get together, we are stronger. He said, let's rise up and build. Let's take ground for the kingdom. Let's advance our house to another. Anybody believing for a greater season? I got to go. If that's you, throw one of your hands. I'm going to pray over you today. Father, I believe, I believe that greater is in our future. 
I believe, Father, that you are doing something that we can only do connected to you vertically and connected to the right people in the earth. So, Father, not only do we desire to be closer to you, put the right people in our life. Father, remove the Delilahs that steal our vision and connect us to people of faith that advance the call. And Father, I pray and declare that your people are standing in a doorway and there's an appointment with destiny. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday morning worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. And you can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones and tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today. And we'll see you next time.